What dream do you have? What God-sized dream possibly do you have? And what is the story that you're telling yourself about it? Does your story end in victory, having achieved that dream? And do you see that fabulous ending clearly in your sights, spurring you on to stay the course like a racehorse aiming for the finish line? Or does your story follow the narrative that says that your God-sized dream is, well, too God-sized? You just don't have what it takes, you tell yourself. There are too many obstacles, and that person that says that you are just not cut out for this, well, <laughs> that person is right. Well, if that's you, my friend, then it is time for you to flip the script. It's time to change your narrative to believe the destiny that God put inside of you for a reason. Hey there, my friend, Jenna Dexter here, Christian life and mindset coach for women. And this is Total Thrive. This is where you are empowered to confidently achieve a thriving and purpose-filled life. And welcome to the second video of the win the day challenge as I'm dubbing it now. In the last video, I talked about how I had just ended a 21 day Daniel fast and how one of the things that I prayed about throughout that fast was about productivity, about my God-sized goals and, and all the ideas that I felt God was downloading into me on top of all the ones I was already working on and the overwhelm of like, oh, but it just feels like it's just a snail's pace trying to get any of the things done. And how the very day after I finished the fast, God dropped this book into my lap. Win the day, seven daily habits to help you stress less and accomplish more. I had gotten this book for Christmas, but I had no idea it was written by not only a Christian author, a pastor, but an author who I had read a book from before about hearing God's voice. And it was a really great book. So, oh my gosh, I was just so much more excited now to dive into this book when I realized that it was about all the things that I'm about, about achieving God-sized goals, about stressing less and achieving more and help my clients to achieve as well. And after reading just the introduction alone that day, I decided to scrap what I was gonna record that day and talk about this. And then to turn that into a challenge, if you wanna join me, to go through one chapter a week and only one. For me, I'm only gonna read one chapter a week and learn from it, glean from it, implement at least one thing and report back to you guys. Join me on this journey. Link is in the description for Win the Day. Go out and get your book post haste and get on the bandwagon with me. Comment in the comment section what you're learning. Comment this week what you learned about chapter one or at least what you learned from the video. Um, that would be awesome. But I really had no idea what I was getting myself into, right? When I started this and I still don't. We're gonna find out as we go. It's part of the adventure, right? But I am cracking up the more that I get into this book, how aligned it is with everything that I am about. As a life and mindset coach, who ignites women to confidently achieve their thriving and purpose-filled life, right? This book is basically that. It's about going after God-sized goals, having the confidence to believe that you can actually do it, but doing it in a way where you're fully living. You're not just so focused on the goal, but you're actually living a thriving life. Chapter one goes right to the heart of what I help women like you do. Flip the script. That's habit number one in Win the Day is flip the script. In other words, recognize the story that you are believing. Analyze whether or not that story is actually true and believe in all that is actually possible. Because as I like to say, you are stronger than you think, more capable than you know, and you can do hard things. 
you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. With God, all things are possible. In your weakness, he is strong. All of those reasons combined together, undergirded by faith, if you have God-sized goals in you that he put in you to do, you better believe that your narrative better change to victory if that's not the way you're really seeing it. And then you keep that victorious finish line in front of you, the vision, the goal, the dream fulfilled. In 1851, the New York Yacht Club won the first ever race known as America's Cup, a 53-mile series of races around the Isle of Wight in the United Kingdom. Now, if you're like me, you're wondering if it's in the UK, why is it called America's Cup? Well, I'm glad you asked because I looked it up because I had to know. It's because the ship that won the race was called the America. That first win by the New York Yacht Club was the first of a 132-year winning streak. No one ever beat the New York Yacht Club for 132 years until 1983 when Australia did it. But think about it, for 132 years, you have never experienced victory. No one ever has, no one ever has, no one can do it, it can't be done. That's, that's the narrative that you would probably be telling yourself, right? If you were the team trying to beat the team who'd done it 132 years in a row, what is the narrative that you're telling yourself? What is the thing that seems insurmountable, that it just doesn't feel like it ever could really happen? So what do you do? If you're the team that longs to beat the New York Yacht Club, finally, what do you do? Well, you rewrite the narrative. You don't see yourself losing 132 times. You see yourself winning because several years before the 1983 race, the Australian skipper Mike Fletcher had read the book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. And the moral of that story was, begin by knowing you have already arrived. I'm gonna say that one again, begin by knowing you have already arrived. Or as Stephen Covey's second habit of highly effective people, begin with the end in mind. So the Italian skipper began by knowing his team had already won. How did he do that? Well, he created an audio recording of his team winning. You know, something you might hear on the radio or whatever, where you're hearing them talk about the, the end of the race. And it's talking about the Australian team winning. And there's sounds of the boat cutting through the water in it. And it's this whole experience of the team actually winning, right? It's the ending that he wrote for his team. This is what's going to happen. This is our ending. Don't think about all the 132 years of the other team winning. Relive our team winning over and over and over and over and over and over again. Because... He instructed his team to listen to that recording twice a day, and they listened to it. Get this. They listened to this recording twice a day for three years. So before setting sail for the race that day, they had already won it 2,190 times. Like, seriously, when you get that kind of saturation in your mind about the outcome that you see yourself winning or that you would like to see yourself winning, if it's in your mind every day, every day, every day, every day, 2,190 times, you're going to start believing it. And you're going to start behaving in such a way to set yourself up to win it. You're going to believe in all of your believer and knower that it's going to happen. And your body is going to start doing things. It's going to start thinking of strategies. What does the team who's won do? What kind of a boat do they have? What kind of strategic things can we build into our boat? What do we do physically to train for that kind of a feat? 
what what are all the things that we can put into place so that this vision that we've been listening to over 2000 times comes into fruition that we are those champions that are receiving whatever thing they receive i don't know if they get a trophy or what they get so this is what we in the coaching goal setting personal development world um, call a vision, right? And creating a vision board, creating a vision journal, creating a physical representation of the outcome that you are looking to achieve. And in a little while, I'm going to share a super fun one that I did just this week about a God-sized goal that I have. I'm going to reveal to you a God-sized goal that I have and a physical representation that I made of it yesterday. So here's a real-life coaching example that I've been through with a client who recognized through mindset coaching that she had a limiting belief that she could not connect with others without her husband present because of experiences that she'd have with maybe what other people had spoken to her and ways that she was made to feel she just started to have more of a social anxiety you might say and she just started living life in a way that held her back where she just would intentionally not insert herself in social situations when her husband wasn't present. So she wasn't living life. She wasn't fully living life, right? So she recognized that she was believing that. She realized that was her story. She realized that was the narrative that she was telling herself. And she decided to flip the script. She thought, what is actually true? Well, what does God say about me? What is my natural personality temperament? Up until X amount of years ago, I was actually very outgoing and really enjoyed hanging out with people and connecting with people, but something shifted over time. So she rewrote her script. She rewrote the ending and she started reminding herself repetitively that I am a confident and worthwhile person that can connect with other people. And she went on a missions trip shortly thereafter, one that she had gone to a year before where she was quiet and timid and kind of kept to herself. But this year when she went, she had already set herself up. She had already envisioned herself walking in and talking to people and boldly, you know, shaking hands, hugging, whatever, and engaging with people. She envisioned that in her mind over and over again. So when she got there, they're like, who is this woman? We met you last year. Are you that same person? She was a whole new confident person than they had met the year before. And this, this thing that was holding her back from living life in general has completely shifted. And now she's always going on coffee dates and catching up with people and meeting new people. And, and just this one story alone that she rewrote the script for impacted her in a myriad of ways. You know, I mean, we're not talking about just going on a missions trip, but like work opportunities and ministry opportunities and just community and friendships and not being afraid to go and do things on her own without her husband with her it has opened up a whole new world for her. So that was one way that she rewrote her script. So I ask you, what is the story that you're telling yourself about something? What is holding you back? What is limiting you? What story are you believing that isn't true? Because as Mark says, and I 100% concur with, almost anyone can accomplish anything if they work at it long enough, hard enough, and smart enough. And so now let's talk about how I am applying some of the principles in this book, which by the way, the chapter is about so much more than what I've said. You got to get the book and read the whole book. I can't do, I can't talk about every aspect of it in this episode, but I have a God-sized goal to write not one, but many books. 
I went to a writer's conference back in October, which is part of me touching the dream, by the way, just being around people who have done it and learning and gleaning from them and allowing myself to get comfortable with the idea of actually writing it, actually publishing it, actually going through physical steps to make this thing happen, right? And I started my book around that time. I, I, got, I got a start on it, but let me just say it's hard. I just kept telling myself, okay, once I finish this project and that project, once, once I get in the rhythm of this and that, then I'll have more time to write the book, right? And so it just kept not quite happening. But in chapter one of Win the Day, Mark says, if you have a book in you, I want to help you write it. Jenna, hello, getting your attention here. You knew God drew you to this book, so pay attention to this part, Jenna. If you have a book in you, I want to help you write it. How? One sentence, one paragraph, one chapter at a time. But when I read this part in the book about encouraging you to write the book, I was reminded of a quote that I had read about a week before that just kept sticking in my head and I just couldn't get it out of my head. And it was by James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits. I will link that book in the description. And I'm on his email list. And this quote that he wrote said this, the days can be easy if the years are consistent. You can write a book or get in shape or code a piece of software in 30 minutes per day. But the key is you can't miss a bunch of days. So the idea of just 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. If we go back to the introduction of the Win the Day book, if you, if you listen to the last video that I did about the introduction, he talks about the value of one day, about doing what's in front of you right now, not getting too caught up on the ending, you know, in this case, finishing the book. And can I do it every day? I don't know. What can I do today? Well, today I can write for 30 minutes. I know I can do at least that today. And I'm going to try to do it again tomorrow, the next day. And it becomes hopefully a habit. So I started writing my book this week. I did it three days in a row. What I've been doing is doing it first thing. When I'm done with my morning time, my quiet time, my coffee, my stretching, my um, shower, all the things. When I sit down to work and I work from home, if you haven't figured that out, um, the very first thing to do each day is to write my book for at least 30 minutes. That's basically the rhythm that I'm trying to get into. And so today I didn't do it yet. I didn't do it first thing. I didn't do it yet because I'm under a deadline to get this wrapped up and get to my daughter's place to help her paint. But I am planning to come back and write my 30 minutes when I get back. So someone keep me accountable. Someone asked me, Jenna, did you do it? Because that's part of achieving goals too, is having someone else keep you accountable for what you're doing and asking you, did you actually do it? Hmm? Hmm? Someone keep me accountable. Did I do it? Did I not do it? Okay, so now here's the next thing that I did um, to implement the principles in this book, which are already principles that I live by about creating the vision and all of that, right? And so when it talks about putting in front of you your desired result, your desired outcome, your dream fulfilled, in the case of the Yacht Club, listening every day to them actually winning the race over 2,000 times, <laughs> this is what I did. One of my God-sized goals, and I've never said this publicly, I don't know if I've ever said this to anyone, is to speak on a TED Talk stage. Yeah, I said it, I said it out loud. So first thing I did is, is I went and I found a photo of a TED Talk stage. You can find photos of just the stage with nobody on it. And I don't have a good picture yet to superimpose on that of me standing speaking. So that's gonna come though. But what I did instead, I found on the, the TED Talk website, 
there's a list of speakers that you can look up and it talks about how these people have either spoken on a TED Talk stage or had something to do with other people speaking on a TED Talk stage. These are the innovators and thought leaders and blah, 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 blah. And you can like type in someone's name and look them up. And there's all the pictures of all the people with their name and what they do. And there's hundreds of them. And so I found the page where my name would go, Jenna Dexter. I found where Dexter would fit in alphabetically. And I superimposed a black and white picture of myself there and put my name over it and, and life and mindset coach, comma author, because those are my identities as I'm now writing the first book, right? Because I'm becoming an actual author. I have written chapters of books that have been published. I just haven't actually written a whole entire book all by myself that's been published. But anyway, it's part of my identity of like, I'm an author. I already am a life and a mindset coach, but I'm an author and I'm on the TED talk page. I'm already there. I'm already on the, there as if I've done it. I have already arrived. I am on the TED Talk page, people. And I even typed my name. <laughs> I found the page I would be on. I typed my name in the search where you can see Jenna Dexter in the search bar. And I took a screenshot of the whole thing. And then I superimposed my name and my title. And I'm going to put it here for you guys to see if you're watching the video. Look at me. Look at me. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right there. I'm right there. I'm, I'm on the TED Talk speaker page. So that is one simple and kind of a fun way that I am writing the narrative that I fully expect to see. I'm already on the page. I'm already doing the thing. So what it comes down to for you is what do you believe is possible? What story are you telling yourself? Is it true? What is actually possible? Keeping in mind that with God, all things are possible and that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're remembering not just who you are, but whose you are in Christ and that you are his workmanship, created to do good works for him. You meditate on scripture, taking thoughts captive, renewing your mind, rewiring your brain with thoughts, ideas, beliefs that are true. And you meditate on scripture is one of the ways that you do that. One quote from the book, which I really, really love about reading the Bible is, the goal isn't getting through scripture, it's getting scripture through you. You know, you don't just read a chapter of the Bible or a book of the Bible just to read it and say, check it off your list, say you've done it. It's to get it through you and into your spirit. Get scripture that helps you rewrite your narrative the way God wants you to write it and get them into your spirit. I leave you with these thoughts about some of the amazing people in the Bible who have done amazing things. And this comes from the book. Abraham thought he was too old. Jeremiah thought he was too young. Moses thought he was unqualified. Joseph thought he was overqualified. Gideon had an inferiority complex. Jonah had a superiority complex. Peter made too many mistakes. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. And King David was the runt of the litter. So here are some questions from the book. What stories are you telling yourself? Where do they come from? Are they helping or hurting you? Are they accurate or inaccurate? Are they carefully crafted or off the cuff? You know, are you just believing something without really thinking it through? Who is narrating your story? You? Your parents? your doubters, your haters? Or have you given editorial control over the author and perfecter of your faith? And if you have a goal to write a book or do any kind of a long-term goal that just takes a lot of time, can you at least write 30 minutes a day? What can you do on a daily basis that is doable? And do it. Now off you go, girl. Think about the story that you're telling yourself if that ending is the ending that you actually want and desire, and then figure out how to rewrite your story 
and get the ending that you desire in front of you so that you can achieve your God-sized goals and fulfill your destiny.